May we exalt Him not just in singing, but in our everyday life. Jesus first. Amen? Amen. Amen. You guys want to stand up just for a second? If your body will let you stand up. Okay, sit down. See how powerful the spoken word is? You all stood up because, number one, you've been around me for a while. You trust me. I don't know what this crazy preacher is going to do today. A little stand up, you know. And you stood up and sat down. The spoken word. And we talk about that today. The spoken word of God, how powerful it is. Who you are in Christ, you know. For those who are here today who are born again, born of the Spirit, man, I hope this encourages you a lot today. And those who have not quite decided what you're going to do with Jesus yet, I just pray the Lord will minister to you that you know that uh, that God loves you, Christ died for you, and He's coming back again. And He redeemed us from our sins. Amen? Amen. Amen. Awesome praise and worship. Mm. Oh, there we go. Every time you turn the lights on, I'm going to start singing Hank Williams Sr. I saw the light. I saw the light. You know he wrote this song? Who wrote the uh, Family Bible? Mm-hmm. Willie Nelson. Nelson? He wrote a lot of songs. <laughs> but then you even look at the beginning of this year that our life would be different this year than it was last year. And sometimes, you know, we look at in the Word of God and uh, we look at uh, Matthew chapter 6. It talks about seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and the things that we need to be added to us, you know? And we all say, Amen, praise God. And so we sometimes we, we quote that scripture but not realizing, okay, God's done His part. We need to do our part. Amen. All right, preacher. Keep on going there, man. Yeah, we got to do our part, okay? Because we have a habit of just sitting down. Just sitting down. Hey, hey. Hey, man, we need something? Oh, no, God will meet my needs. Okay, here, you want this? Oh, no, God will meet my needs. He promised to meet my needs. And you know, we wait for this big hand to come out of the sky, reach down here, and here you go. And I'm telling you, what, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And how do we search for Him? Right here in His Word. Right here in this Word. And when we see His Word and hear His Word, then we obey His Word. That's how we exalt Him, okay? Whether you understand it or not, you got to trust God enough that He created you in His image. I'm telling you what, Christ His Son died for you to redeem you. Now, those are born again. You think, alright, what else do we need? Our name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Wow, how powerful is that? What else do we need? Well, I need a hamburger later on the day, right? I need clothing. I figure you're going to amen somewhere on, on the clothing part of it. Okay, housing. Okay, and he says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. We talked about the first part of the year about when you surrender your life, when you're born again, born of the Spirit. Boom. Your sins are forgiven. No matter what you've done in the past, they're forgiven. No matter whether the world forgives you or not, He has forgiven you. And who's more important, the world or God? God is. He chooses to even forget your sins. Think of that. Your sins today, last year, 
And tomorrow, then forgive. I'm the blood of Jesus. When we receive that. Wow. And then, boom! We get into the Word. Oh, you're born again. Awesome. you you got a, you got a covenant of God now through the Son, Jesus. A new everlasting covenant. What does the Word say? So we step into this part. We talk about Matthew 6. Seek ye first. And you look at the Word of God. And we realize, wait a second. It says that we went to Malachi. You remember when we went to Malachi? We talked about the tithe. Right? We did. You know? People say, oh, the tithe isn't of today. You know, Jesus came to uh, fulfill the law. Well, the tithe was never under the law. It was way before the law. Amen? He says, you know, well, you give me a tenth. I'll give you a blessing you cannot contain. I'll, I'll just open the heavens and pour upon you. I'll rebuke the devourer for you. He said, if you don't, then you're robbing me. And you're cursed with a curse. Now, this is what we discovered in here. This is an awesome thing. We find out, oh, wow. I didn't realize that. I just thought them preachers of money hungry, you know? Then he said, hey, listen. As you give, we give them back to you. Think of that. The same measure that you give, he's I'll return it to you, but I'm going to give it to you pressed down and overflowing. Remember I used the cup of flour? And we just gave, gave somebody a cup of flour, and when they get back to me, they press it down, put more into it. That's God's word to us, okay? So again, encouraging us how he meets our needs by following him. And a lot of times people won't cut out the money part of it. Amen? They do. But I'm, and again, I'm here to bring you the word. You do what you want to with it. Amen? I don't follow around and say, hey, you can't do this, can't do that. Now, I'll encourage you not to do the thing the Bible says is sin. And encourage you to do the things He says. But if you want to walk around with a curse, you walk around with a curse. I don't want to. Amen? Amen. So, today has got a small illustration here for a moment. If it goes well, if it doesn't go well, then waste what happens next week, right? I'm going to read a couple things here. Now, I have my wife. I'm using my wife today in a demonstration today. I have. Oh, wait, wait, honey. If you're going back to rest, great. You got time. Go ahead. Why do I always do that? We all run back and forth to restroom during praise and worship. Then every time she heads back, or I don't. Hmm. We need a. I need a signal device on my podium here, like red light. Beep, beep, beep. Don't call upon her. Ugh. That'd be a good idea. Amen. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I got a couple of notes I'll just share with you until she gets back. I think God created the heavens and the earth. Everything. You can't look at anything today that He didn't create. You know, I estimated 350 billion galaxies He's made, but He made more than that. You know, when He spoke, He never said stop. That's amazing. I mean, the stars in the sky, at one time they thought there were like a thousand stars, and now there's trillions and trillions and trillions of stars. God made everything. Now, what we have to do in our bodies is get our bodies lined up with the Word of God and trust in Him with everything. Everything. Knowing that He has a great plan for us. Now, we look around today and say, man, what kind of God is this? I mean, look at the world is falling apart. And we can stand here and yell at, boy, them Democrats, I tell you what, get them out of office, all oh, get them Republicans out. You know, look, look, look what they're destroying this country. But you know what? This church is destroying the country. 
the last couple of decades, or a couple, maybe longer than that, centuries. Maybe longer than that. Because the church sat down thinking it was the right thing to do. Amen? And it's kind of like uh, if you have a dog, if you have a cow or chicken or anything like that. You got them in a pen, it's okay, right? It's not too bad. You got there and look at them, feed them and stuff like that. But open that gate up for a moment. You get them chickens, get them cows run down the road or whatever you want to raise. Man, even kids sometimes. Now go back out there now and try to get them cows back into the gate. Or the chickens, pen them back up again. They're going everywhere, right? You think, oh man. Why didn't I just keep that gate closed? Why didn't I double check that gate and make sure it was locked? Amen? Our country's that way. You know, we get very passive in our, our belief systems and how are we supposed to live our life for the Lord? We got the point that, hey, we're just going to be quiet. You know, it says, you know, let's be like Jesus, okay? Well, some people think Jesus is very pacifist, but you look at him when he come here, he didn't come for peace, he come to call the war. Because the evil's already here. And so the church is waking up. The body of Christ is waking up and recognizing what is going on. So what we're doing now is we're trying to put the cows back into the barn and the cows don't want to go there. The cows have been running loose too long. Whew. You ever have cows get loose and you give up on them? I've had cows before. No. In accidents out there on the highway on 36 by Warsaw one time, we had like 30 cows in a trailer turned over. And then things did not want to get back in the trailer. In fact, as far as three years later, they were still running loose. Some of them up there around Myers Bridge, if you all remember that, that, that area there, they did not want to get back into it. And folks, that's where we're at today in this nation, okay? We are trying to bring this nation back around to God, and the devil doesn't want to give up what he's got a hold of. See, in Scripture, he says that God created everything, that He made a man. He created us in His image, and He gave us authority. Yay! we got authority over this planet. Over everything. And then what did we do? We exchanged that authority. We know that. We, Adam and Eve sinned. They gave the authority to the devil. That's why the world the way it is today. Because He has a lease on this planet now. But for you and I, Christ came to redeem us from our sins, redeem us from the curse of mankind. So we have a new spirit. When you're born again, the Spirit of Christ comes back in you. The Spirit of the living God who spoke everything into the universe is back inside of you now. You're very powerful. I'm saying that very, very powerful. Your words that you speak is going to do something. It's going to. Why? Because Christ is living in you. We have to recognize that. You know, we can't be passive anymore. We have a prayer life. We have the authority. And what are we going to do with it? We're going to change the world, right? Amen. We we can. It's not giving up yet. We can't give up. And we gotta recognize the more that we push and the more that we pray, the more we stand up for righteousness, the more we speak against the evil, it's gonna get greater and greater coming against us. And that's a good thing. Because you know that you know that you know that you're making a difference. It's kinda like you ever get a yellow jacket hole? Everybody get yellow jackets, you know what I'm talking about? Woo, they're not very fun. How do you kill yellow jackets normally? At night time, you walk up there and you dunk gas in it. Okay? So you get this yellow jacket hole out here in the middle of the field. You know, oh, I'm not going to brush all that today. So you wait till about midnight and you get your gas can and you walk up there 
I'm going to pour it in the hole. Oh. I can't find it. Oh, 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 oh. I started getting bit, bit, bit by all these yellow jackets. Oh, oh, man. I, at least I found it. At least I know in the right area, okay? But what do you do? You back up. You back up. During the day, you watch it fly around again, and you take your hat or something, and you mark out. Oh, then you get your flashlight out. At midnight, you go back up there, and you're using all the weapons you have, tools you have now. You stick that funnel in the hole, and you pour that gas in there. You put about a half gallon in there. If half gallon is pretty good, a whole gallon is going to be better, right? And you wipe it out. You wipe it out. Oh, you got bit a few times, but you want to get rid of that. Because you have things you got to do. You ain't want nobody else walk, walking through that. But trying to put them down is difficult, but not impossible if you have a heart for it. Otherwise, you can just, that section of, of land you have, just let it grow over it again. See, making a difference. Taking what we have ability to do to get rid of the stuff in this world that's coming against us. And we got to recognize our enemy. The enemy isn't flesh and blood. The enemy is using flesh and blood. With the power of the principality that's controlling them. That's causing them to act the way they do. And here we are now. Most, Some of us here, I won't say most, some of us, we have come out of darkness into the light. Christ lives in us. Now, He's to use us. Use us to share the Gospel. So, Carol, you, I want you to be a sinner for a minute. Uh, you're going to be a sinner, yep. I'm going to steal a chair up here. Oh, wait, yeah, I want you to sit over here in the front row first. There you go. Center on the front row. Okay. You're all sinners today, all right? Okay. All. During this time, I mean, illustration, yes, yes, yes. So you're all sinners. I'm born again. All right. Woo-wee. <laughs> oh, man. So I start preaching the gospel. Man, listen, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of our sin is death, separation from God for eternity. And someday we're going to stand before God and be judged. And we're judging our sins. We go to hell for eternity. But God doesn't want that. That God so loved the world that He gave them the begotten Son, that those who call upon His name, those who believe in Him, those who accept Him as Savior and Lord, shall be saved. You're never filled with the fire of pits of hell. To just give your life to Jesus. Because we've all sinned. And she hears that. She hears that. Oh, I don't want to go to hell. You're right. Preach on. She stands up. Yes, I want Jesus. I want Jesus. Yeah, that's so <laughs> <laughs> Now, she become Jesus. Become a child of God. Now, she's brought into his kingdom of authority now. Yes, yes. Yep. There, there's your scepter. <laughs> it doesn't work anymore. The battery's dead, huh? okay? Oh, it does work, okay. Now, this is a crown of our, our Jesus, who is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Don't mess your hair up. I'm trying not to. Is that okay like that? You can adjust it. I'm not going to. I wouldn't mess your hair up. But that's who she is now. All the scripture tells us that. 
Oh man, I got a cup I ain't sure, but man, it's pretty good like that. You know that? <laughs> you do? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm gonna pay for this. I know. Mm. So why did Jesus? But it says in Romans eight seventeen that we become His children. It says the Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. If children, heirs also of God, and fellow heirs of Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him, so that we may also be glorified. Romans 8, 16 and 8, 8, 8.17 It says, So the Word of God is living and active and sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing as far as the vision of the soul and the spirit. Wow, isn't that awesome? Man, it's just fantastic. You look at what you have now. In John 1.12, he said, But as many as received Him, to them He gives the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in His name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Wow. And here she is sitting here now, born again. And she's thinking, Oh man, thank God I'm not going to hell. Oh, and out here, all you sinners out here are just going, you're just sinning like crazy right now. Whoa, whatever you want, whatever your best sins is, that's what you're doing right now. And she's sitting here, and she's enjoying her, her new salvation. Oh, no longer is she one of you guys. Oh, rejoice in all, the name you written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Oh, my lands. He's just oh, sitting there, oh. But you know what she does? She gets into the Word of God. Comes a Bible study. Maybe listens to some pastors on the, on TV. And she starts hearing it. Because why? Well, she's got a new spirit in her. But the Holy Spirit feasts on the Word of God. And she starts reading this. And she starts seeing what Jesus did for her. She looks at the crucifixion of Jesus. Look all the struggles he went through. Everything. He came down from heaven. He got off his throne. Gave up his heaviness. And came down here as a man to suffer and die for her sins. Wow. And so she's working in her spirit. See, no longer now is more is about her. She's looking back at the folks who are doing the same thing she used to do. And her heart gets heavy. So she stands up. I'll have, I'll have lived for you, okay? And uh, she starts presenting the gospel. Hey, listen! Jesus died for you. He, he died for your sins. Man, if you stay the way you are, you won't see heaven, but it, but God loves you. Come to Jesus. Strengthen your life. And you're out here going, ah, shut up. Sit down. We don't want to hear that. But she continues to stand up and presenting the gospel. Come to Jesus. Come before it's too late. She starts pleading. Her, her, her heart's getting heavy. He's pleading, come to Jesus. And all of a sudden, boom. Charlie stands up. And Charlie comes down. He comes down. And as soon as he comes down, i got to find my crowns now. I tried to draw crowns back here during praise and worship. I couldn't. So there you go. <laughs> Seriously, I got on the internet trying to find a crown. I found a crown royal what they gave me. So here, Charlie. Have a seat. You can sit down, Carol. You can sit down again, okay? Oh. They come down, and she's up here again. Oh, man. Yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And Charlie's sitting here. He's thinking, oh, thank you, Jesus. 
I'm not going to hell now. My sins are forgiven. He's rejoicing in his spirit. Oh, thank you. And Carol's saying, oh, man. Oh, man, Lord. Lord, come on. Give me another one. Give me another one. Hey, Charles, let's pray for him today. Oh, man. My, my name's written Land's Book of Life. Oh, he's, he's in his, he's what we call a honeymoon stage right now. Kind like Carol was a little bit, okay? It's all about him right now because he's been rescued. Amen. Marion Pound is taken off his chest. He can breathe. All the guilt that sin gives us been wiped out. Oh my. Oh but Carol keeps preaching, she keeps she keeps reading the scriptures and stuff like that. And as she her as Charlie comes to Bible study and starts reading the scripture, his heart's the spirit of God in him. It's no longer Charlie that lives, but Christ in him. His heart starts getting heavy. He looks out here and sees the same people doing the same thing that he used to do. And next thing you know, Carol and Charlie, they start praying together. They start praying, oh Lord, just touch someone out there. Touch someone there. And so they both stand up. And they're going around and sharing the Gospels. Please come to Jesus. But here we go again. We have people throwing tomatoes at making fun of them all. They're Jesus freaks. I know God. I'm not as bad everybody else in this place. Oh, I'm not perfect, you know, but oh, oh, but they don't give up. They keep giving the gospel, keep pleading, come to Jesus. And all of a sudden, Nathan in the back stands up. And he comes down. He says, I want this Jesus that you have. And he's brought into the kingdom. And he too, the heir of, of Christ to the, the gospel. And he's having a honeymoon right now. Man, all the time he disobeyed grandma, all that stuff has been forgiven. Oh my. All the things you did that weren't supposed to do. Well, you're there, you're having a great time right now. Your name's written Land's Book of Life. These two guys are still praying, oh Lord, give us another one, give us another one, Lord. And they're preaching and preaching. And next thing you know, Nathan, he's realized the power and authority he has. So they come together and they start preaching more and more. And they go out here again and they start sharing the gospel. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. And person, boom, oh, here comes, here comes Dave. Come on down, Dave. You've been recruited. I may knock once, the Bible says. There you go. Now, now look what's going on. Wow. Wow. And they. He goes through his honeymoon period because sometimes we look at Christians, a new Christian, man, are they born again? All they think about themselves. They're, they're not out there sharing yet. Well, they're not ready yet. Amen? You know, Brother Paul was like seven years in, in training before he went out there on his own. Seven years. Woo-wee! You know? But here they come. Look at them now. Now there's four of you guys. Wow, and look at the world out here. Now, as you penetrate, let's walk down this way. Charlie, follow my wife down there. Charlie, stop by an empty chair. Carol, go down there behind Daryl. Come on down here, guys. I just want to show you something. You stop right there. David, down here. Right here. Now they're sharing the gospel. They're sharing the gospel the whole time. They're in this world now, but they have a love. You stop right there. They have a love now for Jesus. And they realize, yes, He says, you're going to follow Me, you're going to be persecuted, you're going to be hated like Me. But I'm telling you what, those who endure to the end shall be saved. And their heart is so burdened now because, wow, how can they get burdened? Because it's Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Christ lives in that Spirit of God, that same Spirit. That Spirit at one time led them away from Christ. They party animals. Amen? Well, I tell you, great, whatever, whatever the great sins are they wanted, they, they've done. But now the Spirit is coming into the body and changing it. Changing your attitudes. He's giving them the desires of the heart. That's souls. Souls be delivered from hell. 
And so they keep preaching, preaching. Another one comes up, and another one comes up, and another one comes up. Oh man, the gospel goes out, goes out. Then finally someone says, I don't care what you do. I don't care what you say. I ain't following no Jesus. I'll follow Satan. Oh, we don't want to hear that, do we? But that's your choice. You're not going to disrupt what God has planted here. So we take care of the story. I bind you, you evil spirit. Get out! Get out and don't come back. No longer you're going to torment this place. No longer you're allowed in here. We ain't going to tolerate it. And that old spirit might start manifesting itself. Say, oh, you know who I am. Greater he that's in me, the he that's in the world. Get out! And that spirit's got to leave. And you take that authority, but you never ever sit down and relax again. When old guy starts coming around again, you cast them down right then and now. Right then. Don't start playing with it. Don't say, well, okay. You know, when we get saved, we recognize all the sins that we have, but the devil will come along. And say, well, it wasn't really that bad. Certainly he'll say, hey, listen, you're not bad as David. Amen? Was this person not bad as this person? Well, I guess, I guess not. It wasn't really that bad. You know, if you don't stay in the Word and recognize what God has done for you through His Son, Jesus Christ, it's very, very easy to slide back and start compromising and embracing things of this world that God's had nothing to do with it. It's, it's called fellowship. It's called prayer life. It's called being together. Watching out for one another. And someone starts to slip. Hey, get up here. You know, my wife and I, we went outside today to come to church. And I don't, it wasn't, Jack, were you up yesterday? Someone drove me down my doorway yesterday. And this morning I went out. After I fed my birds, I went back out. And someone threw sand down on a, on a sidewalk to make sure we wouldn't slip or fall. Man, somebody was thinking about us. Wow. Man, we're, my wife ain't going to be through six more months of, of rehab, you know, or, or physical therapy. Yeah, yep. Amen. Watch it out. And that's what we need to do for one another. Watch out. Man, we don't want you to step. We don't want you to fall. We want to encourage you. And so if it's a Friday night, you know, people might fall back in the party and say, hey, what are you doing tonight? Hey, encourage. Let me pray with you over the phone to encourage one another. And that's how it continues. That's what we have today. We have is a spoken word of authority. Boy, it's okay. You guys can sit back down again. Go and sit up front here. I might pick on you some more. You got your crown. That crown comes off when I'm done, though. Well, wait, my crown's bigger than your crown, okay? You want to throw your crown in? You're going to put that crown at the feet of Jesus. <laughs> but that's the story He's given us. Inside of you, as a born-again Christian, if whatever you speak right now, if you say something right now and have it done, what would it be? Everybody might have something different. Huh? Peace in the world. Love. Okay. Family salvation. Amen. Everything you're mentioning is you find in the Word of God. You know that. Remember, He says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He loved. He loved us even in the middle of our sins. You know that. I was the biggest sinner there was. He still loved me. Did not approve of me. No, he didn't. But he loved me. Think of that. So if He loved me while I was in the center of my sin, now Christ lives inside of me, should I not love others who are the center of their sin 
Amen. Not to judge them. Well, we'll put it this way, not to condemn them. Okay? We are supposed to judge righteously, okay? You confess to be a Christian today, okay? I'm going to make sure I'm going to watch you. You know, not to condemn you, I'll make sure that you're walking up talk. A lot of people can claim to be a Christian, but they're not. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but not to condemn people, okay? Anybody ever lie before? We have a few liars right now. <laughs> Anybody like being lied to? No, 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 we don't. The scriptures tell us if they're born again, go and, and sin no more. You know, liars quit lying, thieves quit stealing, you know. Uh, and the Word of God changes us on that. Not, we allow Him to take over our life. And more than his image, you know. But if if what you say today, right now, you say it, it's going to happen. You think for that man, I would do this. For you guys, man, the last couple of weeks, I would speak a new riding lawnmower, John Deere. You know, does it work that way? No. Can God give me the ability to get a John Deere riding tractor? Can He find me a job to work at to get it? Amen. He can do that if I seek Him for that. If I want that. But in in Proverbs eighteen twenty one, talking about our words, he said, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Death or life. So the word of God is life. Amen? Okay. And following Satan is what? Death. death. The sin is, okay. So do we want to speak life or death? Think of that. Look at how powerful... You know, God can never lie. Why? Because He says something that's going to take place. Look, look what He did. He spoke. He spoke this world into existence. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit created this world. He spoke it. The Spirit of God spoke it out. What Spirit lives in you today? What spirit have you surrendered your life to? Is it the Holy Spirit? The one who created the thing? The one who influenced the writing of the Scriptures? Amen. Think of that. He lives in you! Wow! And I think word came out earlier who we are. Ryan, I don't remember exactly what you're saying. Yeah, but, but who we are in Christ. I mean, uh, to be joyful. You are somebody. And to the world, you might not be anybody. You know? People might not know your name, and to me anymore, that's a good thing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> People walk up to me and say, Now, what is your name? And we give me a name. I'm, hmm. Well, I never heard of you. I'm glad you're a cop, ain't you? <laughs> Retired. But just think of that, you know? Just what he has done and the authority you have. I have a couple of guns. I like guns a little bit. Okay, enough. If you all know what a revolver is, uh, it's got a wheel. Okay, you put like six shot, shots in it. Okay, if I load that gun up, I grab it, I pull the trigger, boom! Wow, why did that go off? My lands, boom! <laughs> now nah, I don't want a hole in the wall. Can you imagine being at home? My gun, oh, what's this? The boom! There goes Carol's favorite lamp. Boom! There goes one of her pictures off the wall. Wow! 
Carol said, what are you doing? I don't know. Boom, I made sure. Well, quit pulling the trigger. <laughs> Duh. Why? Because every time I pull the trigger, that gun goes off, I'm going to hit something. Right? Yep. Right, man. One thing I was taught in my training was never point a gun at something you're not going to shoot. Don't say you have to shoot it, but you're not justified shooting it. Amen? Our wards does the same thing. You hear people say, well, oh boy, out there shooting their mouth off. You ever hear that expression before? Yeah. And they're just talking to all kinds of stuff, you know. And how much stuff are you destroying? You ever have anybody get mad at you and they just call you every name in the book and they just, oh yeah, stupid, you're an idiot, you're not. That hurts, doesn't it? You ever been in school and have a teacher call you stupid? No? Well, I should went to your cool class. <laughs> you ever have a teacher call you and say, hey, don't be like this guy? Words have very, very powerful meanings. They have power over us. We have that authority. So, as Christians, as followers of Jesus, we're to be encouragers, amen, to speak something out and to encourage people that what I speak is going to take place. You know, we've got a couple more minutes yet for this week. But if I go and say, oh man, i got this disease. And yep, i got this. We, arthritis is a good one, huh? We say, no, it's not a good disease. But we say, oh man, this arthritis I got, boy, it's really acting up today. Hey, in reality, you're claiming arthritis. Okay? Yeah, you want to say, my, we claim that, okay? Now, you think, well, Pastor, what's the difference? Your body, your body was created out of the world, out of the earth. Think of this. Your body was formed out of the earth. The same earth, the same dirt that God spoke. Let there be vegetables. Let there be trees. Let there be fish. All that. So, But your body is made out of the same stuff that God spoke to it. To create things. Remember, ashes, ashes, dust to dust. Amen. Just take a long time to get back down to dust. But it's true. So, your body will respond to what it hears you say. Because as a born-again Christian, the Spirit of God is in you. Oh. Boy, I'll never be able to learn that. Boy, hey, boy, I'm stupid. You ever call yourself stupid? We all have this because we... Oh, I'm so stupid. Man, we're speaking that out. Wow. That can be very detrimental to us. Oh, it's better to say, boy, I'm just not educated in that area yet. That's a polite way of saying I'm stupid. Okay? But your words are very powerful. The Scripture tells me that Jesus Christ bore my sins and my sickness and disease on that cross. By His scourging... We were healed. War healed. Not will be, war healed. But see, what happens is, we still have our mind, and, our spirit, and, and we still like uh, ownership of that. But as we stay in the Scriptures, and man, we just absorb that Scripture into our bodies. Man, listen, cancer, I bind you in the name of Jesus. You're not allowed in this body of mine. Get out. Every good cell you multiply, every bad cell, I reject you in the name of Jesus. Whatever 
this disease has attacked my body, I speak holiness to it today in the name of Yeshua, in the name of Jesus. You know, well, that's crazy. That's the word of God that we have. Okay? And we and we live that. It, it's just it can't just be a one time deal. I mean we've all we've all been there probably uh uh oh boy, man, man I got chest pains. Wow. I'm not eating no more bacon. Oh, I'm done with bacon. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, that wasn't too bad. Hey, honey, have a BLT? Huh? See how quick it goes? You know, come push my luck. Okay, one more piece of bacon. You know, bacon's not really good for you. You know that? And there should be nothing in your freezer called turkey bacon, okay? <laughs> if I'm going to go, I'm going to go real bacon, you know? Hot dog. There's a lot of things that's not good for us, okay? And so we got to watch what we consume, okay? And here we are today, we're eating cheesy dogs for dinner. But, uh, but to recognize that your body will respond to the spoken word, whether it's going to be in favor or not in favor. But life and death is in the word that we speak. Man, hey, I hope we have a blessed day today. You know, I really do. I just pray that the Lord just, just give you rest today. In the name of Jesus. Positive things. You know? Oh, we've all stumbled in our lifetime. You know? If you don't sit back here now, you go ahead, hon. I'm sorry. I'll call you back. I dethrone you. <laughs> you still have authority? Okay. I'm going to preach a long time because i got authority in here. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Mm. In Matthew 12, 37, it says, For by your words ye shall be justified, and by your words ye shall be condemned. Wow. Think of that. Are your words going to be powerful? In the eyes of God? It will be detrimental to you. Because Satan is the one that comes to steal, kill, and destroy, right? And didn't the Master tell us in the same verse, John 10, 10, I come to give you life and give it to you abundantly. Now, we go through stuff, but with Christ we go through it. And as we look at His words, does my life truly line up with the Word of God? Is there something in my life I'm entertaining, that I'm following, I'm listening to, or I'm believing, that isn't lining up with the Word of God? If it is, we need to remove that. But you ought to remove it with faith. You're right, oh man, all this time. You ever have a sin brought to your attention by God? And for years, you were born again, but you didn't recognize what you was watching was sin? You know, I'm not saying sin unto death, but a sin that separates us, separates God's blessings from us. Okay, His love is never be separated from us. His love is unconditional, but His blessings are conditional. Okay? But He brings it to your attention. Hey, I don't want you to do that anymore. The Holy Spirit speaks to you. Hey, I don't want you to go there anymore, okay? You need to stay out of there. And you think, well, why? I mean, come on, man. Why should I stay out there and go on there for years, man? So now you're debating with the Holy Spirit. You're questioning God. Now, we are to question God. Why this? Why that? That's how we learn, okay? But when you say, God, take my life, I surrender it to you. I messed it up my entire life. You take it and make some out of it. And he said, yeah, I'll take it. And he's got you. And then he said, okay, now, right, Susan, stay away from that. It's gonna, it's, okay, God. 
I don't know why, but okay. Why? Well, he sees the Mar the next day, the next day, the next day, and he knows where that, that path is going to take you. We are trusting him to lean upon our Holy Spirit and follow him. I say, well, I don't have any other choice. You know, it's when you have the point when the Lord tells you something, and you say, well, God, I don't know what you're saying, but I don't have any choice. I got to do it this way. That is a moment. It should be an eye awake, like, wait, okay, God. I don't even know how to do it one way. But you say don't go this way, I'm gonna trust in you. That's where that's where the rubber meets the road. When you gotta step out in faith, when you're used to doing something this way all the time, and now God says, No, you can't do that anymore. You gotta follow me and you're gonna do it this way. Okay, am I really following Jesus now? Or am I a fan? Or am I a follower? Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, you get to the point. You say, oh yeah, God, you redeemed me. I trusted my soul for eternity. I know I'm not going to hell because your word says I'm not going there. I put my faith and trust in you. So you step, okay, God, lead me where you want me to go. And I'm telling you what, that's when your socks get blessed off of you. You know? But being a child of God, like Carol was here, she got born again. And first of all, there's this relief that all that sin was done. Mm. It's kind of like you have a credit card and you get paid off. Oh, the relief you have. Oh, my. Oh, it feels like, ooh, I'm about to fall. Mm. How about fell on your lap? Oh, it feels so good. Boy, no more pressure, no more of this, no more of that. Oh. Then you realize you got $1,000 open for credit on your credit card. You think, wow, I need to go to some more gun auctions and buy some more ammunition to go shopping, okay? But the relief is so great. You take that card and you throw it away. Ah, oh, that way you won't fall back in that temptation. Now, I'm not telling you guys to keep your credit card. I'm just using that for example, okay? If you got room in your credit card, let me know after service. <laughs> but you realize that. And then, but you'll take that. That, that thing you went through, the, the, the heaviness in you, and you got relief, then you can take that and help somebody else see the light. Because why? Because you care for them. You know, our honeymoon's over. We're like, man, we've been drafting to the army of the Lord. And He said, I'll meet my needs through the riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Think of that. As I give my life to Him, totally, He'll meet my needs. I mean... Church is gone. Maybe stuff you bought yesterday. Maybe you bought some bananas yesterday. 69 cents a pound. Maybe you bought some. Just think. You'd be taken out here today. The Lord comes and the bananas they're going to sit there and rot away. How important you thought it was when you bought them. Or whatever you have in your house today. You know, our faith goes in God. Our trust goes in His Holy Spirit and the Word of God. I'm going to get 29 more scriptures and I'm going to save them for next week. Okay? But as a body of Christ, we come together and we're very powerful. I want to pray for our nation today and uh, I want to pray for our children and we'll close out the service. Okay? Prayer of agreement. So I'll pray. Then, as you, Amen is how the response. That's how we go. That we're in agreement right now.
and how important that is that we come together as a body of Christ. And right now, who else is praying for our country this Sunday morning at quarter to twelve? There could be a lot of churches today we're going to be joining them as we pray for our country. And your children, your children's children's children. Think of that. We have that privilege of doing that. Let's pray. Father, we come before you today as we bring the United States of America before you. We ask for your blessing upon our nation, upon our leaders, that we magnify the name of Jesus and declare that he is Lord over the United States of America. Father, we pray according to 1 Timothy 2, 1 and 3, which says, Therefore I exhort, first of all, that you make supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings for everyone, for kings and for all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of our God. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus for our President, our Vice President, all members of the Cabinet, and the Chief Justices and Associate Justices of the Supreme Court to receive the wisdom of God, to act in obedience to that wisdom, and for the power of God to flow in their lives. We pray for the members of the Senate and the House of Representatives to find your peace and direction, and for these men and women to act and be led according to your word. A house divided against itself cannot stand. Therefore, we pray for them to be unified in righteousness for the sake of the nation. We pray for your protection to cover all our law enforcement officers and the men and women of the military. We ask for godly counsel and wisdom for judges across this land in the name of Jesus. We pray that you and your kingdom of righteousness be manifested in the hearts of all those who are in authority in any way. Father, your word says to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, because those who love Jerusalem shall prosper. And Lord Jesus, because you love Jerusalem and you wept over it, we love it also. We pray for Jerusalem to receive shalom of God, the peace of God which brings wholeness, nothing missing and nothing broken. We pray that no leader of our nation will make any decision that will harm Jerusalem in any way. In the name of Jesus, we pray that you reveal your perfect will to all the leaders of Israel. And we ask you, Lord, to reveal yourself to each person. And we thank you, Father, that you hear our words and that we don't speak into a vacuum, Lord. And God, we continue to lift up the United States of America and the leaders. We pray, Father God, for the directions for them. We know, Father, your word said, the heart of the king is in your hand, and you will turn it whichever way you choose. We ask you to direct the hearts and the minds of the United States of America to make decisions that will lead the country in your ways and according to your word. We thank you, Lord, for bringing godly change to the politics of our nation. Thank you for changing voices of influence to speak in agreement with your word. We ask you to send laborers filled with the spirit of wisdom and might to surround the leaders of the United States of America with godly counsel and insight. We also ask you to remove from positions of authority those who stubbornly oppose righteousness and replace them with men and women who will follow you in your appointed course for the United States of America. As we enter the final hours of the last days of the church age, we ask for the spirit of faith for the working of miracles and for signs, wonders, and gifts of demonstrations of the Holy Spirit, empowered to be in strong opposition, operation. 
Let believers in the United States of America and every nation be unified to stand strongly by faith in Jesus, the Anointed One, and His anointing, that Your glory may be revealed in all the earth. And we thank You, Lord Father, as You hear our petitions. And Lord, we pray for our generation that's coming behind us. We pray for our children, our children's children's children. We pray for nieces and nephews. We pray for all the children, Lord. God, that they will be rescued out of the hands of the evil one, Lord, that these laws that's being passed, Father God, that's threatening them in every every way possible <coughs> to be repealed. We pray, Lord, they had to be taxed around there. We place the blood of Christ over them, Lord. Oh, God, we pray for wisdom for their parents, Lord. And Lord, and they have a discernment when laws are being passed or school boards are enacting laws that are completely contrary to your word, God, that they will stand up and say, Enough is enough, Lord. We pray for backbones for each one of us who are following you, Lord, to take that stand and not be afraid to voice your word in any meetings that we're at. And we see things going contrary against our children, our children's children's children, Lord. We'll draw that line and say, These are children of God, and God will not tolerate this. And let their lives be rescued, Lord. All we pray for our teachers and those in administration, Lord, that their hearts, all their hearts be turned toward you. And they will lift up godly counsel around their children, Lord. <coughs> and they will give them direction and advisement according to your word. And those little confused children now, Lord, that are being confused by media by the, the texts and the tweeters and all that stuff, God. We pray, Lord God, that that would cease. Lord, that the damage being done would be reversed, Lord. And that those who are raised in opposition to our children the way you created them, those who are trying to pervert our children, trying to remove them from homes, trying to take away the godly rights that Christian men and women have over their children, that God, they be removed from power. And Lord, not just a tinkle move, a quiet move, but removed was the fact that they're being removed because of their opposition to the Word of God. And may that just go through our school systems, our colleges, Lord. <coughs> and Lord, I just want to pray today also for the grandparents and aunts and uncles who have stepped into the role of raising their grandchildren or great-grandchildren, Lord. I thank you for them, Lord. I just pray for favor in your eyes, God, that whatever they need to be continue to be provided. And that your word, that they speak it and pray it, Lord, will penetrate into the spirit and the soul of these children, Lord. And they'll be caught on fire, be born again, Lord. And they'll take what you've given them. They'll take it, Father God, to their generation. And what is considered to be lost now, oh Lord, that a fire will take place. Revival take place, Lord. And those ones who are dead in their trespasses be on fire for the Lord. And a great revival take place. And many more souls will come into your kingdom. And we thank you, God, for giving us your authority and your ability to speak this word out today in agreement. And your word will be done. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen.